God. Thank you. You can be seated if you can. Okay. Wow. Isn't this exciting? Yeah. Pastor, God bless you and the vision you have for this ministry and the team that God puts together to lead. But what makes this church incredible are the volunteers. Because, you know, all of all these, the fruit that you saw from uh, Celebrate Recovery and the bridge through volunteers and all that you saw through the children and the youth ministry, the student ministries. You have a leader, but you have volunteers. And boy, I just want to say, bless the Lord. I just want to tell you, every place isn't like this. You got to know that and get excited about it. But let me ask you this. What do you think, what were the things that went on leading these people to this point of declaration of their faith in Christ? Now, a lot of you have had the same or similar circumstances or situations in your life. But the thing is, all of us have that time, and I, I call it, I like that Revelation 3.20 verse. Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And he says, if anybody hears my voice and opens the door, I, that's what he says. Open your life's door, open your heart. He says, I'll come in. Now, our experiences are different. I mean, the situations leading up to that can be quite different. Uh, but you know what? The faith element's the same. There's a moment where you practice this word, surrender. There's a moment, there's a place where you just have to trust. And we're all the same at that point. Now, for me, I, I, I grew up in Kentucky, and uh, that's not you know a, a handicap in itself or anything. But um, I, I grew up going to churches we used to have two-week-long revivals. Y'all, any of y'all remember those? Well, then they got shortened down to a week, right? Then they got shortened down to four days. And now we have one-day revival nights. <laughs> but that's okay, because the thing is, those nights you knew were designed especially to present the gospel in a way that where people would understand the basic fact that God created us, he loved us, and he created us for his pleasure but most all of us are the same in that we want to do our own deal. We want to do our own thing. We want to live life on our own terms. We want to do life our way. And we want basically to serve ourselves and we miss God. Now most of us are like that. So those types of meetings were very, very positive in that it just emphasized that. Hey, if you want to know God, the central thing that has to change is who runs your life. Who are you trusting to go to heaven? And so those meetings were good. I, I was like that. I made it through so many revivals. Man, I just want you to know, I made it through. I was a white knuckler. Man, because you know, they would always invite us to, you know, publicly profess Christ. And I go, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Because really, I was afraid I couldn't live up to it. And guess what? I couldn't. I mean, I made it through the two-week revivals. I made it through the one-week revivals. And it wasn't until I was later... Uh, and, 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 and I won't say messed up because I was churched. I looked churched, you know. Uh, but I just wasn't changed in my heart. And um, I, I remember, in fact, it was the Kentucky, Indiana High School All-Star Basketball game. It happens after school's out. And anyway, we went up to, we went to Freedom Hall in Louisville and Kentucky lost again. Uh, you know, Indiana seemed like beat us every year, but... Um, and at that night, I'll never forget, I went with some older guys, and truthfully, I got drunk as a skunk, and 
I don't even remember how I got home until later when I, I got changed. But that was on a Wednesday night. Well, on Thursday night, I had a dream. Now, I believe God speaks to us in lots of different ways, but the key is he was knocking. See, and I had a whole lot of background about how I needed to trust Christ. And I was convinced I was a sinner. I was just really good at it, you know. And, and I thought, man, well, I don't, I don't want to lose what I'm, no. Uh, but he was knocking. That night I had a dream. And in that dream, I was in a car wreck. Now, I was in the cars. My dad was in the car. He's 94. He still likes cars. And, um, and I had a 56 Chevrolet, and I also had a 68 Camaro. Now, the, for you guys, the 56 had a good motor in it. The Camaro was a six-cylinder, but it looked good. Okay, it looked good. But in this dream, I, I was driving the 56. I ran off the road, went through a fence, and it flipped over, and, and it was upside down. And in the dream, I was coming around this curve in my Camaro from my girlfriend's house, and I saw that car out in that field, and this is so vivid, I can see it right now, and I drove through the fence and drove up the headlights shining into the roof of that car, and I looked into my own dead eyes. And all I can say is, God was knocking on my heart's door. Now, it was a way, it, it, I mean, I woke up, yeah, I'm going, oh, God. I remember crying, oh, God, oh, God. And the next morning, Friday morning, I had this friend, my best friend, high school friend, Anthony, his girlfriend, she was a Jesus freak. I mean, there's a movie coming out about the Jesus movement coming out. Anyway, she was there. She was all over that. She went to the same church I did, and it's just she had something I didn't have yet, okay? And she's always talking to me. She, we're praying for you. We're praying for you. And I keep going, Leave me alone. Go pray for me. I don't, I don't need all that stuff. Well, anyway, that morning she called and she says, hey, we're having an event. And uh, they had this speaker coming. And she says, and uh, it's tonight. We're going to have a bonfire. You know, we did not sing Kumbaya. I just want you to know. I was a little after that. But, uh, and she said, will you come? And I said, yes. And she goes, really? I mean, I don't know if she was just inviting me out of duty. But I said, yeah, I, I'll, I'll come. I want to come. So that night, I went to this event, you know, had the fire and the music. In fact, listen to this. I looked up the guy. He actually lives in Cincinnati. His name's Chuck Wolfenbarger. I never forgot his name. And he preached a message that night, you know, lots of, you know, guitars and stuff. It was, it was good. And, and he preached a message. Now, at the time, I didn't even know who C.S. Lewis was, okay? So I didn't know that this message was from C.S. Lewis, but he preached a message called Lord liar or lunatic now that was the name of the message later after i gave my heart to christ and was reading i read that same sermon in a book by c.s lewis i said are you kidding me you know I, I thought this guy was just brilliant well you know we borrow lots of stuff as preachers how many of you know that yeah so anyway in this message he was just so real and and, and he was talking about you know the fact that yeah we've all sinned and i was always already convinced that i needed a savior i just wasn't willing to give up control of my life but that night he preached, and all I can tell you is, it's the same thing that's happening to many hearts even here today. The Holy Spirit is knocking. You see, he's just convincing you. The word is conviction, but it means to convince. Well, that night he, he, he talked about Jesus either was crazy, he was a lunatic. He really thought he was God in human flesh. He really thought it. I mean, he was convinced in his own mind that he was God in human flesh, and he got himself killed saying some of those crazy things that he said. Or he was a liar. He was just a vicious person who 
tried to deceive people by making these claims about God because everybody was desperate for change. They wanted some change to happen in their life and in their country, and, and, and they were deceived by his word. Or, the third one he said, was he was who he claimed to be, Lord of Lords and King of Kings. That he really did come to fulfill all of those prophecies about a Savior who would die on a cross and shed his blood to pay the penalty for our sins. That he really was the Emmanuel, God with us, that was prophesied in Isaiah. And he really was all of those things that he claimed to be. God who came to pay the penalty for our sins and make a way for us to be right with a holy God. Now he shared that. And he left it there, just that dramatic pause. He said, who do you think he was? And all I can say is the Holy Spirit says, pick C, pick C, pick C. You know, he's Lord. He's Lord. And that night, the Holy Spirit, we sang about it a while ago, he gave mercy and he gave grace. And I said, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. And I remember saying, Lord, I don't know how you're going to change my life. Because, see, I was more concerned about how my life was going to be down here and God said don't worry about down there I'll put people around you to help you change you got to deal with right now and right now I had to decide would I be willing to let Jesus be master would I let him be Lord would I put my faith in him to save me and cleanse me but more than that I needed grace to say Lord Jesus I believe that you're going to forgive me and you're going to change me to be what you want me to be. And all I can say is I made that prayer and then what I was fearful of all my life going to church, I started crying. Now those you young girls, some of the girls up here supporting each other, it's okay to be emotional. I was just hard-hearted. You know, I'd played sports and I'd been hit in the face and gotten fights and stuff and, you know, and, 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 and I said, you know, if I become a Christian, I'm going to become a wussy. I know I will. That's what I'm going to be. You know, well then, all I can tell you is, I started crying, and I thought to myself, yeah, here it goes, I knew it was going to happen. But truth, I didn't care. I didn't care. In front of everybody there, here was, here was this guy just crying, and I was just going, God, I was just experiencing the presence of God in my life, and I got convinced. Now, this is the thing. I was convinced that I, that I needed to repent, change my mind. And then I got convinced that God really did love me. You see, the Holy Spirit convinces us of that. And all I can say, I was just overwhelmed. I was just overwhelmed. And that night, I gave my heart to the Lord. Now, all I can tell you is this. Was I perfect after that? No. Boy, and I, but I thought I had to be. But there's no way. But the grace and the mercy of God became so real. And... Uh, I got into some good churches like this, got, had a guy disciple me, had a guy pray with me, had a guy teach me how to release the Holy Spirit through my life. I had to learn how to do that. And God made a change. Now, can I just tell you, will you do this? Will you just kind of nudge the person next to you? Say, that's what's going to happen to you too. Go ahead and tell them that. Because you didn't, see, see God got you here today. You, you thought you were just coming, but no, God got you here. And truth is, some of you, listen, as lightly as I can say it, but as sincerely as I can say it, you know you need the Lord. You need him. And he loves you, and he offers you the gift of eternal life, but you have to say, I receive it. I receive it. 
And you can't change yourself. All you can do is listen. If the Holy Spirit's telling you today is your day, today is your day. Can I just ask you to do something with me? We, I do this a lot, and it's not trickery. But just open the palms of your hand open, and let's lay them on your lap, okay? Just, just lay them open. And, and this is what you're saying to the Lord. In fact, just pray this out loud after me. Lord Jesus, I have nothing that I can offer you except me. I have no good works to earn eternal life. Now that's huge, right? Let me stop for a second. See, you cannot bring God anything that says, God, I'm earning it, I'm buying it, I'm purchasing it. You have nothing. But now keep praying with me, okay? And Lord Jesus, with your hands open, I receive from you forgiveness, cleansing, deliverance, the anointing I'm going to need to start changing. But I receive the gift of forgiveness and eternal life right now. Right now. Did you mean that? See, God knows. God knows. God knows if you prayed that from your heart. And he knows what you're going to go through the next week and days and years. But he also knows that he's going to keep changing you from one degree of glory to the next degree of glory. He knows that, and he's committed to do that. Can you say amen? Now, give that Lord a hand clap because some of you... Some of you really took that step. And you know what? That's what this staff is about. That's what pastor, he prays this way. And, and he prays for people to come to Christ. In fact, we staff all week long. Staff meeting, we prayed for this day, for this time. 